Welcome to the Trav Q Show. And you guys may be thinking or wondering, what can I expect from this podcast? Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you. Music, because we need that, of course. Art, politics, finance, the importance of mental health. You know what? Anything you can think of, because you are my friend, and I want to know what you want to know. But we're going to do this in a comedic way. This is the Trav Q Show, where you can be whoever the f*** you want to be. What's up, y'all? So I got a question. Have you ever been broke before? And you can be honest, because I'm going to be honest. I feel as though at some point in some of our lives, we went broke. The reason why I say some, because there are some people out there who probably never went broke. There are some rich people out there who've always had money or like throughout their life, right? Me, I've been broke before. I'm not going to say a lot to you, right? Being broke is not a great feeling. Like Jadakiss said, ain't nothing all good when you're all broke. And this is facts. Now, let me explain something to you. One time I was broke and this girl wanted to go out. And fellas, you have to keep it a buck. Sometimes when you like a woman or a, and a woman likes you, she's probably not going to be comfortable with coming to your crib and chilling the first time or whatever the case is. Some women are comfortable, but there are some women who are not comfortable with it. And you just have to respect it at the end of the day. And I really like this girl. So I took out. So she's like, do you like what, what do you have in mind to eat? I was like, Applebee's. You know, Applebee's had the two for 20. So, you know, that's just what it is. And that's what I could afford at the time. Even though she was in there, you know, ordering a little bit more drinks than usual. I still pay for it or whatever the case is because I like this girl. It was cool. So after the date, we went our separate ways. I mean, I was chilling now. And I realized, Travis, you are broke. What are you going to do for the rest of the week, right? You ever been so broke, you just started calling up people that you thought owed you money or that you knew owed you money? I started calling up all my partners. Everybody that owed me money, I called them up. I called one of my partners up and I said, yo, bro, remember that $5 I lent you last week? Yeah, I'm going to need that back because right now I don't got it. I even called my sister up. I said, hey, sis, remember that $50 I gave you for that washing set? Yeah. I said you could keep it, but I'm going to need that back. After I collected my $55, I'm still down. So I'm like, who else can I get money from? Who else owes me money? So sure enough, I call a girl I just went on a date when I say, hey, babe, remember the date we just went on? You know, when I paid for your 40 year drinks? Yeah, I'm going to need that back. And ladies and gentlemen, I am just joking. I would never do nothing like that. But we need to stop spending our money so loosely. We need to learn how to save and invest. For real, we need to double that because... When you go broke, it's not good at all. And that's exactly why I am bringing this guest on today. He's a financial advisor. He can point you in the right direction, show you how to save, show you how to invest, and what to do with your money because money is important. And this pandemic showed us that we always need to have some money on the side because you never know. This is the Trav Q Show, everybody. And I want to introduce you to a fellow, a brother. His name is Jordan. And correct me if I'm wrong, Owoye. Said it right? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. You know, because I know I had to have respect out here. You feel me? So, <laughs> I, understand, I understand that you were you were you were born in Brooklyn and then you moved to New York. I mean, moved to Long Island. Yep. Okay, so can you share your story with the people? No problem. No problem. I mean, that's easy. So, I mean, from from the Brooklyn days, I haven't spoken about that in a little bit, but from the Brooklyn days, it was, uh, you know, single parent household. Um, mother pretty much do my best friend the whole nine and saw a better opportunity for us in Long Island just because uh, in regards to New York and where we are at in Brooklyn, 
it was a very high likelihood we would have probably been affiliated with gangs that got shot just from the from the area we was at. You know, end up pushing through, gets to Long Island. Um, you know, and at that point, life changed just from a perspective standpoint, seeing things, seeing different opportunities that allow you to to think in a different light and realize that, you know, anything's possible, as they say, right? And, and we fast forward myself. I got a degree in biology, pre-med. I thought I was going to be a physician. Um, no, I'm lying. <laughs> I thought I was going to be an MBA. My backup was going to be physician because I had no intentions of becoming a doctor. But I figured I would get to the league because I got a full scholarship and play ball and we played at the highest level. Um, after that, man, graduated, realized medicine ain't it. Basketball had too much politics for me. Fast forward, I got into finance. Uh, I'm lucky enough to manage my own practice. One of the youngest, <laughs> darkest wealth managers, uh, founders in, in the finance game. Have my retirement planning specialization from Warren School of Business. Has Series 7, Series 66, Series 24, Life Accident and Health. Been featured on Forbes, Bold TV, all for my investment expertise. Um, about like 80% done with my CFP, CHFC, which is pretty much having like your PhD in finance. Congrats. And that's it, man. That's it. That's my, my quick 30 seconds of fame. If I could sum that up as quick as possible. <laughs> well, bro. I, I like that. I'm sure there's a lot more to you. Like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong because I did my research. Your parents are African and Trinidadian. Big time. African. So I'm, I have Caribbean parents as well. My parents are Jamaican. So I already know Growing up with Caribbean parents, they're very strict. So I want to know, yeah. what was that transition like where, you know, dealing with your parents, telling them, you know, I want to switch from, from chemistry into going to finance? Because I know with Caribbean parents, with African parents, yeah. it's either, you know, a doctor or a lawyer, you know, so things of that nature. So what was that transition like for you mm-hmm. and your parents? Ironically enough, man, because again, like the, the African side is my father. My mother's Trinidadian. But again, like our whole dynamic is like she came to New York and, you know, a couple of them came to New York, but not a lot of them still remain in Trinidad. So I'll be honest, my mom didn't really have a lot of time to even judge what I was doing. <laughs> like she was so tied into paying the bills and working her butt off that it was never a conversation of what to choose, what to do. Every decision I made was on my own accord. She had no influence. She was always just like, if you're doing it, I support it. Right. And then on my father, I didn't see that brother for over 10, 15 years at the time. You know, we still have a great relationship, but I didn't see him for whatever whatever reason. So I was making all my decisions on my own. My mom supported it. So I know how our family is, but right. I was lucky enough to where my mom was totally obvious that I didn't really have to deal with that, that aspect of having to explain why I'm making these changes. You know what I mean? Like she right. just moved with it because it wasn't time to, to even have that conversation. She didn't have time. Okay. Totally understandable. Cause I know how Caribbean parents are. I know how African parents are. If you don't want to ask what part of Africa is your father from? No, of course. Of course. Nigeria, Nigeria, Lagos. Okay. So see, Nigeria. the reason why I ask is cause you had the best of both worlds. See, you can eat the double and you can eat the jollof rice. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh, what you know like, about that, I mean, look, 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 listen, man, listen, listen. <laughs> Listen, listen, man, listen. I'm telling you, that Jello rice is different. It's different. And those are different as well. I'm telling you, like, when, when, if I'm not, I'm Jamaican, if I'm not eating oxtail rice for cheese, I'm telling you, I'm getting a double, I'm, I'm getting some Jello rice. I heard you with the Jello rice. Jello yeah, rice. Listen, man. So I already know you had the best of both worlds because you, 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 you grew up on some good food. Just to let you know that. And with some of you, when you grow up on good food, your mind is different, your body is different. You ready? <laughs> so I, That's I, the I, truth. That's the truth. 
I understand that you're currently studying to get your CFP. Yes, 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 sir. So what's that like for you? Like, you know, like handling everything that's going on and, you know, still studying to get your CFP because, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic. We're dealing with everything that's going on with our black community as well because the black community is not happy right now. And we know that okay. why we're not happy. So it's like, what, what's that like, you know, still getting your studies while dealing with everything that's going on in this world? That's, that's a great question, brother. I'll be frank, man. It's, it's a catch-22 because on one side, it's, a, it's an overwhelming feeling. Like, I still have to study, but things get revved up for me 10 times over when the market crashes because, unfortunately, until shit hits the fan part of my French, that's when people start to take things seriously. So now I have clients that, you know, we were supposed to get things done for some time. I have people I've been trying to make clients that have been dragging their feet. But of course, now that the market is in a, a downturn or a recession, now it's time to make things happen. So you have to get that done. And everything's kind of hitting you at one. But in the same breath, you know, having a pandemic and not having to throw on a three-piece suit every day and worry about all that jazz and commuting to my office, to the city, I saved like three, four hours a day. So as much as things revved up, I was able to delegate my time better and just, you know, wake up, make sure I'm up at 5 a.m. every day, get my studies in before people even wake up, before my clients even get to hitting my head in my phone and I'm able to balance everything. So it's been all right. It's been all right. But I know it's been all right just because of the, the, the pandemic of being able to work from home and saving that time. Because if it wasn't for that, I don't know how I would have been able to juggle everything. Like that. So I want to ask you, what's your morning routine? Because this is very important to me and um, the, the people that I'm around. Because the morning, people don't understand how important your morning routine is. It's like your morning routine. If you have a, if you have a, a bad morning, if you start off having a bad morning, that can mess up your whole day. I feel as though you have a, when you have a morning routine where you know you meditate, you think about life, you, you're ready for the day. So what, what's your morning routine like? Awesome. Great question. I'm, I'm big on the morning because it, it sets up my whole day. So I have that, that um, set to a T for the first like four or five hours of the day. So I wake up uh, realistically about 530, uh, get my bearings, you know, try to get to sleep out my eyes and, and move around. Probably like around uh, 545, I'll get to... The, the meditation and the prayer. First thing is meditation and prayer. You know, thank, be thankful, get my mind right. Uh, once all that is done, I get my, I start studying off the CFP. I try to make sure I at least get two hours doing my coursework and doing everything like that. And at that point, I get set up for the day because that's the only thing that's really consistent in my day is my meditation, prayer, taking care of me and you know getting my studying in until i, I take the board exams in a, in a month or so and then that's out my way and then i you know at that point after the, the study and i get my schedule in for the day so usually it's either um talking to junior advisors talking to people that i hired my team and getting them ready for the day or at that point uh, talking about the the marketing or taking care of clients straight into the client work so go from meditation, prayer, you know, getting myself ready, doing my studying. And then the next part is starting to organize today, get my to-do list, my checklist, who I'm talking to, getting our reports up and ready, doing our research for the day to look at the markets, uh, doing some trading, some preliminary trading to, to set clients up and set accounts up to get things done for the day. And then at that point, we're running full steam ahead at whatever happens happens and you know just start to deal with clients deal with marketing deal with uh people that i've hired in the way capital and go from there and i want to put some emphasis on the fact that you study two hours in the morning because a lot of people think that it, it, it listen whatever you're studying you have to put in that work because things won't happen overnight so i just want to let the people know that 
He's waking up in the morning and studying for two hours. You know? <laughs> so yeah. he's, he's not scrolling on it. Like, I'm, I'm not saying nothing's wrong with scrolling on the internet, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a goal, if you have a dream, study it for two hours. It doesn't matter what it is. You understand? Mm-hmm. Study it and you're ready for your day. Now, the next question I want to get into, because what I've noticed is a lot of the younger generation, the younger people are getting into stocks now. I see it all over my social media feed. Um, I see it all everywhere. Like everyone is into stocks and they haven't really been into, into stocks before. Like stocks have been around for years, but I mm-hmm. see that because of the pandemic and everything that's going on, people are looking for ways to make money. And a lot of people are saying that it's good to invest in the stock market or, you know, do day trading or whatever. How do you feel about that and people going into that? And do you have any advice for someone who would like to go into the stock market or, you know, day trading or things of that nature? No, of course, of course. So on the first side of the question, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. But in the same breath, I'm also nervous because what I've noticed is, just like you said, a lot of people are excited about day trading, investing, the opportunities that it, it provides. But just like everything, they're not doing the preliminary work mm. to, to, to be in the right position to trade. Example is, let's say we, we teach you to trade, we teach you how to put money in the market, how to make money, but you're still paying 22% interest on your credit cards. Well, that makes no sense. Right. You know what I mean? So how does your cash flow work? How does your, 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 your credit, your budget, um, your debt, all of these little things you want to make sure you understand and then the, the pre-investment work. So as much as I'm just happy as, as, a, as a brother that's, that's, that's looking at my generation and my class and being happy that they realize that investments are, are an opportunity for them to grow. Right. I'm a little bit nervous because as I know, the rabbit hole goes so much deeper and it's not just, oh, when we still start trading, you need to do your work behind it. So it's, exactly. it's, you know, seeing them do it, but in the same time, not seeing them go 10 toes down and really put in the, the pre-work. So I'm excited, but also nervous, you know what I mean, that, to answer the question. Um, but on the backside, as far as tips goes, it's 10,000 ways to slice an apple. So now... If you have people who are, are utilizing the, like the Robinhood platform, the E-Trade platform, and that's great, but a lot of times, especially in our generation, they're confusing two things. There's a difference between trading and investments. And a lot of us are going into trading, I mean, is going into investing and trying to get the results of a trader. So what do I mean by that, Trav, brother? It's like investing is a passive thing. You're putting your money to work for you passively. It's growing. It's doing its thing. You go through the, you're, you're building a portfolio for the long haul. You, you, you do research this way. You build a portfolio that way. That's the thing. But trading is, is not passive. It's active. You're watching the markets. You're making money. It's a short-term thing. You're just trying to make money as transactional as possible. Right. But our generation is mixing the two. And then they're failing because they're trying to, to apply trading uh, trading rules and guidelines, and and but they think they're investing, so they right. don't know they didn't do any of the, 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 the due diligence to really be in the right position, and then they just wash their hands of it at all. Like, oh, this is too confusing. This isn't it for me. And it's like you took the right step by just noticing. The first step is noticing that this is an opportunity for you to to, to grow and kill and, and feed your family, but you didn't take the full step of doing the homework of how do I do this the right way. So that's, that's the one side of it. But in regards to like tips, man, I would say that what our generation needs to notice is that recessions and depression crease the most millionaires. Mm-hmm. Opportunity is when people are 
selling out of the market. People are doing things that aren't necessarily correct, meaning that people are making decisions based off of emotions, right? right? When you have a recession or depression, people are making decisions predicated off the emotions and the, 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 the stable, pragmatic, logical investor will right. make a killing when people are starting to move off of emotions. So now when I'm dealing with clients or when I'm just talking to people or friends, I'm like, listen, it's obvious to see how to make money is because the person's going to move this down a third. So now if you're jumping into investing, I'll tell you one, understand that psychology is way more uh, important to investing in numbers than people think. Right. They think that you need to be, you know, all, all, I need to know calculus. I need to know numbers. Like, no, brother, no, sister. All you need to do is apply, apply uh, logic and rationale. If everybody you know has an iPhone and everybody you know has Apple products, that might be a place you should invest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Because obviously if everybody's buying Apple, they're making money. If they're making money, they're profitable. If they're profitable, their stocks will go up. If their stocks will go up, you make money. Exactly. Period. So just starting to tie the two together between common sense and finances and understanding that has way more value than you could understand. And then understand that once you jump into the stock market world, you want to start asking the right questions. Don't just ask any questions. Understand the right questions. Are you a trader? Are you an investor? Are you aggressive? Are you conservative? Is this long-term or short-term? And then when you start to do the pre-work, the investment aspect becomes easy. People are like, how do you have a, you know, such a great track record for clients? How do you put together? And it's like, you know, once you do the pre-work, like all the work is before you start investing. And once you start investing, it's a done deal. And a lot of our people don't know that. They think once you start investing, that's when the work comes, but they're skipping the most important part. So I'll say, do the pre-work. Get yourself in order. Ask the right questions before you throw your money in. Do the research. And I promise you, apply some common sense. You'll do all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, wake up in the morning. Get your two hours of studying for the pre-work. <laughs> yes, sir. Get yes, your sir. two yes, hours sir. of studying so you can know the difference between investing and trading. Okay? Yep. yep. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Investing is passive, right? Yes. And yes. trading is active. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to know the difference between the two. Get into it. <laughs> Listen, my brother, Jordan Owoi, I want to thank you for your time and I want to thank you for the tips that you provided the people today. And is there anything else you want to share? Um, let the people know your social media, where they can find you, your website, even if people need some more tips on financing, where they can find you. No, definitely, definitely. I appreciate it, brother. I mean, my biggest thing right now is just educating people as much as possible. I have my own wealth management firm. Um, again, we've been featured all over. So they can add us so on Instagram is the main platform right now, but the marketing team's telling us we need to expand. But as far as uh, IG goes, it's at Jordan Awoye. Um, Jordan spelled normally Awoye, A-W-O-Y-E. Or you can add the business page, Awoye Capital. Again, same spelling. Um, and that's it. Go to our website, awoyecapital.com. And, you know, feel free to reach out at jordan.awoye at awoyecapital.com email-wise. And last tip I'll tell people, man, is that Right now, the world is shifting. We're going from uh, a normal industrial age, brick and mortar, to a totally tech, uh, technological, people working remotely, mm -hmm. different business platform. There's going to be a big wealth gap, a big wealth transfer within the next six to 12 months. It's a tremendous line of opportunity for uh, our generation to, to make real wealth that right. they could pass down. And that when... People get mad at Donald Trump for saying, you know, in his, 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 when he was running for presidency, they get mad at him for saying he never paid taxes. And you're like, how is he 
making X amount and never pay taxes. All of that stuff's legal. We were just never taught it. We were never taught it in schools. We don't know how to do it, but we should be able to do it. Do the homework, ask the questions, build the right relationships. And we all could truly, truly maximize just off of news and just off of market swings. Right. So I'll leave it at that, man. They could do the homework at it. If they, if they want to reach out, I'm trying to educate as much as possible. I just dropped the e-course called The Language of Money. Um, trying to literally teach finance to the people because during the quarantine, everybody was asking financial questions. So I made that e-course to teach. So I just want our people to do that homework and realize that finance is for us too. Finance is for our generation. Finance is for our culture. And this is where the real money is made. I promise you. It's the richest industry in the world for a reason, Trav. I'm trying to tell them, man. (laughs) I hope hope they're listening right now, loud and clear. Listen, man. This this is information that the people need. Honestly, because the times that we're dealing with right now, a lot of people are just trying to find a way. And if you learn, you can find a way. All you have to do is the yes, homework, sir. ladies and gentlemen. Understand this yes, is not sir. something that will happen overnight. If it happened overnight, yes, it won't last. So if, once you do the homework and you understand finance, you understand you know, how to leverage everything, you will come out victorious. So take his class as well. Follow him. Ask him questions. Do what you need to do, people, because this is... I want to consider it free game. Because a lot of people expect things for free and like everything in life isn't free. But right now, this is something that you can take advantage of. This is something that you can learn. This is something that we all need. This is, it's, it's about generational wealth because you have to pass it down to your children. Once you pass it down to your children, they can pass it down to their children. I want to thank you for this advice. I'm going to leave people with an advice. Can I, is, that, is that okay? Oh, please do, brother. Please do. If you never had double or jollof rice, you need to go and get some today. Okay? And then listen... After you, do your, two hours, after you do your two hours of studying, go get some jollof rice as a celebration or get some double, go get some double and you will be good. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> My brother, I want to thank you for your time and continue to keep up the great work. Definitely, brother, man. Keep doing your thing, man. We're rooting for you 110%. Thank you. Stay blessed. <laughs>